you are on the journey of business. An entrepreneur and innovator who spent a lifetime of advising from behind the scenes, building businesses through word of mouth and referrals. Now Mike Wolf is ready to share these strategies and business outlook with you. You're here. You're ready for the journey of business with Mike Wolf. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the journey of business. I'm Mike Wolf. Super excited to be here today. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm just going to tackle a few business challenges, you know, and struggles and try and come up with some solutions. You know, I get a lot of questions in regards to that. Definitely am excited to kind of break some stuff down. I follow so many different marketing and sales and different people and trends and try and just, you know, answer questions for people when they ask me about it in person or online. And so what I'm really kind of finding out from people is, you know, what happens if I start a business? It fails. I'm not happy. My spouse isn't happy, whatever it is. Right. So like these people ask me all the time, like, what do I do here? What's the move? And so, you know, some of the struggles, you know, I followed this lady, you know, Lindsay Cox, she's really great marketing expert. She writes a lot of articles on a lot of different stuff. And, you know, she threw some statistics out that I thought were really interesting. 5.1 million businesses were started in 2022. They expected that number to go higher in 2023. Within the first year, 20% of those businesses fail. So over a million businesses that people put their time and their money and their effort and energy and stress and everything into, they shut down, they close. It's a very interesting number, you know, and then, you know, by the end of their fifth year, 50% of those people will be out of business. So two and a half million, crazy. Literally by the 10th year, more than 80%. It's a crazy statistic. I'm fascinated by it, to be honest, you know, because Either they don't have the right counsel, they don't have the right energy, or they just don't have the right hustle or product or skill to be able to like add value. And I think adding value is the most important thing. I say it all the time. So I think it's a very interesting thing. So, you know, some of the interesting things that come up common, let's just call it small business problems, right? You know, like finding customers, acquiring customers is a really, really hard thing. Everyone struggles with, you know, from the smallest company to the biggest company. What is your cost of acquisition, you know, of a customer? What's it cost you to acquire a customer? You know, a lot of times if you've got a product, you're spending money on ad spend. You're doing these different things that are are costing you these, you know, certain amounts of money, certain amounts of time. What's your time worth? It's the same kind of conversation that we all battle. The cost of acquisition is such a problem that I think, you know, 49% of companies report that their acquisition is the objective of marketing is to acquire a customer is X amount of dollars, 49% of what they're looking to do is that. So, you know, some of these things that you can do to focus on that is build buyer personas, just basically looking at ways to build a platform, you know, to acquire these customers. And a lot of things you can do in that email marketing, finding all these ways to acquire these people, things like that are super easy. You can come up with templates that, you know, you can just drop into people all the time, you know, so that you're constantly touching that customer at the end of the day with touch points. You know, I mean, you want to be in constant contact. You don't want to be forgotten. And I, and I think a lot of the other things that you need to look at, you know, that are a big deal 
brand? You know, what's your brand? What does it represent? And I think that that's a big question. They say 70% of brand managers say that building an audience is more valuable than direct sales. They want the audience. You want to have the end user that's able to kind of check out what you're doing. And I think that's always important. It should be your primary goal if you're running marketing campaigns is to build an audience to speak to. You know, so it's pretty cool if you look at it from that standpoint. Building the brand awareness will help generate trust with the audience and it helps associate your brand, you know, and I think that's a really important thing as well. If you have a small brand, right? Say you're just brand new, no one knows who you are, it's a little harder to acquire that customer. But, you know, some of the biggest names have come out of having, you know, like the Scrub Daddy. It wasn't just Shark Tank. They were big before Shark Tank. And this guy had one product and he pushed it out there and he really made brand awareness and made it competitive and made it fun. You know, hence the smiley face on each sponge, you know, I mean, like really just put it out there for people to see. So really kind of a cool deal. What I would say as far as a solution goes for brand awareness, you know, having co-marketing deals, you know, having affiliate marketing deals, having those things to get them out there. Influencer, I talked about it a few weeks ago. Having influencer deals, you can hire firms, public relations firms, marketing firms, social media firms, you know, you can blog, you can do all these different things that, you know, will get you the search engine optimization that you're looking for. And I think that's super important as well. So kind of, you know, piggybacking onto that, you know, building a customer list, building an email list, building something that you constantly are in the forefront of building that brand awareness is super important. It's very important you know, for every $1 you spend on email marketing, you can expect a return of up to $42. So think about that, a 42 to one return, you know, you're happy to spend that ad spend in that case. Lindsay Cox was saying that like 59% of consumers say that marketing emails can either directly influence them or their purchasing decisions. So I think it's pretty cool if you look at it that way, you know, and I, I think it gives you a fresh opportunity to constantly stay in the forefront of their minds. Don't overdo it. One or two a week, I think is the move. I think if you inundate them, I think you end up in the spam folder pretty quick. The idea is like, you know, how do you fix it? Do you buy lists? Do you just put yourself out there? You know, I mean, it's entirely up to you. I mean, if you want organic growth, it's going to go slow. If you want to, you know, shotgun spray it and hope that you hit something, I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But I mean, Maybe you land something there, but you're going to spend a little bit more money on the ad spend for sure if you do that. So, I mean, I think there's some leverage to be had there. So I would check it out that direction. One of the other things that's big is lead generation. I think it's such a huge, interesting way to look at things that most small businesses share is lead generation. Basically generating enough leads to keep the sales happy. At the end of the day, you want to have sales. That's what drives the market. (laughs) You know, marketers also report it's a top priority. But 58% indicate that lead generation is a key challenge that leaders face in business. So like, if you think about that, like, how do you generate leads? It's very easy. Basically, you have to optimize your existing like platform and stratosphere that you stay in, right? Like, You want to be able to have that out there. You know, Does your website clearly give you the opportunity to win? Can you use uh, like a lead generation tool like a HubSpot? Can you use that? Something along those lines, you know, are you, are you creating, you know, click funnels or landing pages that, you know, will constantly stream revenue? I think, you know, there's just different ways to look at things. And so, you know, you want to have like pop-ups, you want to have, you know, slide in stuff. You want to have all these different opportunities for people to find out what you're doing, you know? And, And I think that leads to 
having better customer experience. Uh, you want a seamless experience. You don't want something that leads you down a rabbit hole of nonsense. That's not the answer. You don't want that perception, nor does the customer or the end consumer want to deal with. Man, I just have this in 47 boxes. Click open. You know, that's not what people want. You know, and I think customer service experience is everything. I say this all the time. I tell, I can't repeat it enough. I say it to people all the time. Value-driven customer service is the most important thing. It just is word of mouth marketing, word of mouth referrals. It's it's cheaper to retain an existing satisfied customer than it is to acquire a new one. Think about that. You know, for the people in the back, hear that when I say that. It's cheaper to retain an existing satisfied customer, happy customer, than it is to go find a new one. So, you know, if you're looking at it that way, it's just such an easy way to look at things. Honestly, like reverse engineer your mindset. Think about it that way. Make the people happy who already came to your place. It's just that easy. Whether you have a restaurant, whether you have a retail setup, whether you have a product, whether you're a sales team, you know, whatever it is, like just put your best out, like let it be good enough. And if it's not good enough, be self-aware to know that you should back out of that deal. So, you know, I mean, I think a lot of that is maybe solutions on that portion of it is to understand why your customers chose you and what they need. What do they need? Are you solving their problem? I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think that if they came to you, they're coming to you for a reason. And if they continue to work with you, you're obviously fulfilling the need. You know, if, if they're questioning where you are and what's happening, then you're obviously not fulfilling what they need if they're thinking about that in the first place. So, you know, I mean, set the expectation. It's pretty easy. Deliver on the expectation. Figure out how you can look around the corner and forecast for them where they should be going next. You know, whether that's in a customer service experience or if you're working directly with customers, figure out some innovative ways to, to really make a difference. I think that's huge. And, you know, just measure their satisfaction based on your results. The results aren't kind of meeting where they are. Make sure that you're constantly in communication with them. Because, I mean, I battle that sometimes, too. You know, sometimes you just do things that are working, but they're missing the mark with the end consumer. So sometimes that happens. And, you know, communication is key. So obviously, you know, a big portion, just full transparency is hiring talented people, hiring people that are the right people for your business. Not everybody's perfect. Everybody can look good on a resume. They've got to show up and deliver. To begin with, 76% of hiring staff say attracting quality candidates is the hardest challenge. Think about that. 76%. You know, that means 24%, 24 people out of 100 are meeting the mark. 76% are not. So, you know, it says that the actual cost of onboarding a new employee, a new staff member, is like $4,000. Think about that. You know, so it's troubling, you know, when you have a smaller budget to think, man, it's going to cost me four grand plus whatever these people cost to, to be here. That's a lot of money. We're all battling the same, you know, the same fight at the end of the day to try and make as much profit as possible at the end of the day. So, you know, how do you fix that? You know, I mean, it's creating the right place for people to want to be, you know, betting on the right people, I think is a big thing. You're taking risks, you know, making sure that people understand the expectation, especially if they come and work for you. You've got to own it. Like if you hire somebody and they don't work, you've got to be fully aware that they're not meeting the mark. They're not meeting the expectation and don't worry about hurting people's feelings. It's not personal. It's just business. And we've all been there. And so, you know, it's, you can have as many relationships as you want. 
And if you bring friends and family in, it's even harder because, you know, a lot of times those people don't want to put in the same amount of effort and energy because they know the boss or they're related to the boss. And I think at the end of the day, it's like the expectation should even be higher for those people because I'm betting on you. Right. So, I mean, you know, when you're betting on somebody that, you know, or whatever it is, it's just a really interesting way to look at things. And so I, I think bringing the right people are in as well, you know, and, and learning kind of how to manage the workflow. Are you delegating? Are you giving people the opportunity to win and succeed? And are you giving them the tools that they need? Even if you're self-employed, like, are you really leaning into yourself enough and, and giving yourself enough leeway and having enough patience in yourself and, and learning every day, learning something every day is the most important thing. So, you know, I, I think that that's a big thing because I think you'll run into roadblocks because I've tried that. The solo mission is tough. You know, I built a really successful business and a lot of it was by myself and that's great. But I also had people that helped me get there, whether it was the, the customers or, you know, people who worked for me. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is at the end of the day. So, I mean, you have to really balance that and make sure that's something that you want to do and make sure that your employees are happy. I wouldn't say survey them, but I would say, you know, keep in touch with them. Make sure that they understand, you know, it's not just always an open door. Like, this is your business. Who else would you want to be more happy than the people that are working with you and for you to help you go to another place? You know, so I I think just staying in constant communication with your team is always important. Not over communicating. Don't drive a wedge, you know, like get in there, really have, you know, meaningful purpose-driven conversations. That's important. So, you know, I think if you do that, I think it's, you know, an interesting thing, you know, making sure your financials are great, obviously financial planning for good times, bad times, off season, on season, if you're in a seasonal business, whatever it is, you know, if you're in a year round business, drop shipping business or whatever, and you've got products that are year round, great. Most people aren't in that space, you know, whether it's a pool cleaning company, an HVAC company, a lawn care company, whatever it is. So just keep that in mind when you're, you know, making sure that you're forecasting for your budget out because, you know, you don't want to leave people in a bad way and you don't want to put yourself at risk. And like, what's next? Scaling the business. Like, how do you scale the business? You know, it's so important that executives and people who are in charge push growth always, always. Like, what's next? Yeah, we're in fourth quarter of 23 coming up in a few weeks. Great. Where are we at for, you know, Q1, Q2, Q3 of 24? That's what you need to be focusing on, especially in a seasonal business. You know, you're wrapping up this season. What's the plan for next season? So I think that that's a big deal as well. You know, there's no perfect way to kind of forecast a scale because, you know, customers come, customers go. It is what it is. Staying on top of that, having people that are fully aware of where they need to be at and where they need to go is obviously huge. And I just think it's really kind of important, you know, to kind of recap, finding the right customer base is huge. Hiring the right people, firing the right people, right? I mean, let's be honest. This is, this is a business podcast. Value, huge product, quality, services, whatever it is that you offer. Super important that you're making sure you're covering your bases on that. Clearly identifying your brand and your direction, not only for you, your employees, but for, you know, your end user, your consumers. So they know where you are, where you're going and where you want to go. So, I mean, I think it's cool to kind of keep everyone in that loop in having the uncertainty about the future. I mean, everyone struggles with that. So, you know, I think it's an interesting opportunity to solve those problems a little bit with ease is to be as high on the highs as you are on the lows. And 
that's not an easy place to be. We all struggle with that. But, you know, when things are great, great. When things are bad, great, question mark. You know, making sure you understand that it, it's not always going to be great. And that's cool. We, we know that. But just remember, like, you're in a position of power owning your own business. You control your own destiny. You control your own hustle. You control your own time management. So like, understand that, you know, if you need to put an extra hour in, if you need to get up an extra hour early to go in and put an extra hour in in quiet time, do that, you know, do what it takes, you know, you know, surround yourself with the right people, lean into people, don't do it all on your own unless you have to. And if you have to remember, there's a lot of free options out there, you know, whether it's, you know, Twitter, Facebook, social, whatever you want to put it out there. And you can find some people that will come and help you. I would definitely keep that in mind. So I hope that really kind of hits you today. It's been on my heart, you know, talking about just kind of struggles in business. I mean, we've all been there. It's not always fun. It sometimes can be tough. So it's a really interesting place to be. I'm excited to kind of keep getting these questions. I'm super excited to start getting some guests back in the next couple of weeks, you know, that I really been looking forward to talking to. You know, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're somebody that owns a business, if you're somebody that's hustling, that is really just finding me, like, let's talk, man. I don't care if you own a restaurant, whatever it is, like, however I can help push the narrative for you, I would love to. You know, so I know I've got some definite, definitely cool people coming up in the next few weeks. One's a college student, started a clothing company. Super excited to talk to, to him. You know, got some tax guys coming in to really talk about that. Talk about just different things, man, that I think hit different narratives for everybody. Not every episode is for everybody, but I try and make it as close as I can. You know, we're all battling something. So, you know, I really do appreciate you so much for listening to the journey of business. And I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. You know, if you're loving the show, I just hope that you could run over to Apple and Spotify, maybe, you know, like the page, you know, follow us so that when we have new episodes drop that you know that they're there. And if you follow us, leave us a five star review because it gets us to the top of the list on, you know, people and listening and recommendations when it comes to business. Your support really does mean the world to me. I hope you know that. I appreciate you. And I hope you tune in next week to the journey of business. I'm excited to see you. Have a great day. To continue your journey of business, subscribe to the show wherever you find podcasts or at YouTube. And for more information on consulting inquiries, go to www.tradelinksales.com.